Welcome to the Run Magical Miles podcast. This is your host, Sam, and I am so thrilled you've joined me today. The Run Magical Miles podcast is a place for all runners, no matter their experience level, pace, or goals. My goal is to help share the stories of the community of magical runners who train to go run in the most magical place on earth, Walt Disney World. This positive, creative, and hardworking group of athletes is full of runners with incredible stories to share. My first guest is Sarah Bergman. Sarah is a multiple-time Dopey Challenge finisher, certified travel associate, and Disney extraordinaire. She recently earned the title of a Boston Marathon finisher. Sarah is a vibrant light in the running community and was such a joy to talk to. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Sarah. I'm here today with marathoner, travel agent, mother, and run Disney extraordinaire, Sarah Bergman, also known as Sarah Runs Away. Hey, Sarah, how are you today? Hello, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy that you're joining me. Before we get started, can you share a little bit about where you're from, what you do, and how you are moving your body today? Sure. I am, well, I currently live in Jacksonville, Florida, right outside of Jacksonville. Um, but I'm originally from the North Texas area. We moved here, oh, I don't know, three years ago now, and uh, love it. I don't think I'm, you'll have to drag me from Florida kicking and screaming. I love it out here. Um, and let's see what I do. I own Park and President Travel, which I'm sure you know. We do a lot of racecation um, trips, and I work with Zuma Run Club and the Zuma Women's Race Series, and do a lot of a lot of side work with some really really great brands. And then moving my body today, I'm not. I'm resting today. <laughs> I did run yesterday, but today I'm resting. Good for you. You and we will talk about that. You have been so busy moving your body lately, so your body definitely deserves some rest. I think so too. <laughs> um, my last question before oh before we start, um, I have some beginning of the podcast questions for you. Um, so these are just quick quick answers. Um, for running, would you rather run on the road or the treadmill? The road most of the time, but I don't hate the treadmill. I do love a good Peloton class and like running with people, so that's always kind of a tough one. I do prefer outside, but I got nothing against my treadmill. <laughs> well, that almost answers my next one. My next one was solo run or group run. Oh, see, but that's also kind of tricky because I do like putting in my headphones and just like escaping and not talking. But there's something really special about running with friends, obviously, because it's like what I plan my entire life around. <laughs> <laughs> um, and would you prefer a morning or an evening run? Morning. Oh, hands down, morning. Hands down. I'm one of the very few that, like, when they did uh, the Everest 5K a couple last month or a couple weeks ago, I was like, no, it's too late. It's not that time. <laughs> See, that sounded wonderful for me. I used to run, like, runs after work at, like, 9 o'clock at night. I'd go on the treadmill oh, for I seven couldn't. miles. I'm useless past, like, 3. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm done. <laughs> um, what is your favorite Disney park? My favorite part, uh, this lady asked me to pick a favorite kid. I think, honestly, I'm going to say Disneyland. Um, the 
um, ooh, something just weird popped up on my Zoom. Um, I would say Disneyland, the, the classic Waltz Park, like hashtag Tiny Castle, like there's just something really special about that park. Um, so that, that's what I'll, I'll go with that one. Awesome. And as runners, we're always hydrating. Are you hydrating with anything right now? I am. It's just soda water. Nothing special at all, but I am. <laughs> Very nice. Awesome. Um, so I have to tell you, you are a superwoman. You ran every Run Disney race this season. I did, on accident. It wasn't a goal. And then I finished. I was like, hey, look at look, look, look that. And then you ran the Space Coast Marathon. I, I did. I ran the Space Coast Half Marathon. Um, and then the, you ran the Boston Marathon. I did run Boston. So how are you doing physically, mentally, and emotionally after all of those? I'll tell you what, Boston, man, that, that's a race. Um, I'm doing pretty well just with the normal, like I'm used to trying to hit out all of the, the Run Disney races. I try to make a point to go to them and because a lot of my business is around Run Disney. And so I'm pretty normal doing all of those and, and being there at least. Um, adding in some of the other ones like Celebration this year and Space Coast and, you know, a couple of other random you know trips for races it's been a lot uh, boston was boston was one of those things that like everybody's like oh i'd love to run one day and you know i talked about you know maybe getting six stars and it's like oh but boston that's the one that i'd never be able to do how would i ever do that and the opportunity presented itself and it really uh, kind of the stars were aligning way and i looked at my husband and i was like it's in eight weeks i've got to try and he's like go for it <laughs> Yeah, that's really amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you about that because Boston is such a pinnacle of our sport, especially because you either have to qualify by running pretty fast, well, really fast, um, or you have to raise a real, like a really high amount of money. Um, mm -hmm. And you raise the money so fast, which was amazing. I was really surprised at the support. Like I knew that the people in my life were supportive and awesome and amazing, but I just, I was always sitting back like, look at this. I can't believe this. Look at all these people. Like it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Did you have any like feelings of like imposter syndrome knowing that you had not entered by qualification and you would be on the- 100%. Oh yeah. And I actually, I talked about it right before like right after we left the expo before the, you know, the race started, I kind of had to check myself because my imposter syndrome, luckily for me, was all in my own head. Um, I never heard any negative comments. Everything in my, my whole life was just all support, even from my elite runners that I'm friends with. It was just nothing but amazing support. It was all in my own head. Um, I remember sitting down, taking a picture at the finish line, thinking, too bad this isn't real. Like what do you mean it's not real? You know, like, of course it's real. It's a different, it's definitely a different experience coming in as a charity runner. And the, I've heard stories from other people where they have experienced kind of that elitist attitude. Luckily for me, that was not the case. Um, afterwards, there were a few interesting comments that were made that kind of caused me to raise my eyes. But really, truly, for the most part, everything has been amazingly supportive and all of the doubts were my own. 
I definitely feel you on that. I think that's something that so many of us runners and non-runners deal with all the time. Mm -hmm. How was the weekend in general and your race experience? What were some moments that stood out? Oh gosh, the weekend, it was just absolutely amazing. That whole city shuts down for the race and everybody is super supportive and awesome. Um, I will say the experience running as a back of the pack runner was a little different than I expected. Because uh, I know a lot of times people would talk about, oh, you've never, you, you haven't gotten to run a marathon. The crowd support is amazing and this, this, and this. And so it is, but it is different four hours after the elites have finished. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't as loud and the streets weren't as lined as they were for even, even your, you know, quote unquote, typical marathoner at, you know, four hours, even five hours. Like, I was it probably one of the last people to cross that finish line. And while I had support, and that was my favorite moment, honestly, was coming around the corner and like seeing my family and I had some other friends and, you know, both things of Wilson, I knew people and they were screaming for me and it was the greatest feeling ever, but it definitely was a back of the pack situation. You know, like at water stops towards the end, people were like bringing down signs because the race was over. You know what I mean? Like I don't expect them to leave them up just for me, but it was not, as as supported as I had hoped that it would be, but I guess I'm just gonna have to run faster next time. Did so. that like get into your head and affect your mentality as you ran, or were you able to use like your inner strength from training to just keep going and kind of ignore the differences between the front of the pack and the back of the pack? It definitely got into my head towards the end where it's just like, I knew I was going to finish. Like, I'm extremely stubborn. That's how I knew. You know, like, I'm too stubborn to not. So I knew that I would cross that finish line eventually. I think in the back of my head, I wanted the experience to be a little bit different. Uh, but it really wasn't until after the race where I sat down and, like, processed everything that what happened and the feelings that I were feeling. I didn't even realize what I was feeling half the time until I thought about it later. Because in that moment, it was like, it's cold. It's late. I'm taking a very long time. There's a strong headwind. I need to just keep putting one foot in front of the other until this is over. (laughs) (laughs) When you did finish, those those pictures of you crossing the finish line are just all so powerful. How did you Mm -hmm. celebrate with your family after? So we had intended on going to the after party, um, but I was done. (laughs) I was just done. Uh, My poor husband, I thought he was going to have a meltdown. We like, started walking and he was like ducking me into different random stores and I'm wrapped in my space blanket and I'm like visibly shaking because I'm cold and I felt fine. I kept telling him like, I don't know why my arms are shaking like this. I'm really not that cold. He was like, get inside. Um, so we, we walked around for a little bit. I sat, I talked to my family. We FaceTimed, we went back to the hotel. I think my youngest, my oldest daughter was asleep by like seven. <laughs> We had a lot of very long day, so it was just it was good rest. <laughs> well, I hope you had a really good night's sleep after, and hopefully some good food. I know Boston has the most fantastic food. Such good food. We've actually we're telling ourselves we're going to keep an eye on flights just to like go back. <laughs> yes. We don't have to race and just eat and see the city. We were very very impressed. We loved it there. Oh, wonderful! Now. You just did so many races. Are you getting right back into training mode for your next challenge or are you taking a break? Uh, nope, I'm right back into training mode. So 24 weeks until Chicago, which 
was another race I wasn't intending on doing. We had one of those group chats. You know how those group texts go? Oh, we should all run Chicago together. And I was the only one that got in. <laughs> now, one of the runners in that chat is running for the American Cancer Society. And so she's still coming. And then the other is, was going to come cheer, but had a couple of things pop up. So she's not sure if she's going to be able to make it. But um, yeah, that was one of those YOLO moments. Oh, I'm not going to get in. And then I did. So here we are. Uh, but Chicago is the next one. Go figure. You have to just do those as they pop up with the majors. The same happened to me with New York. I had done the Goofy Challenge. And then I did a marathon Memorial Day weekend. And I was like, that's it. But then I got into New York and you just, you don't not run it if you get in. Exactly. Exactly. You go and you do it. And I'll be, I'll be in New York in 23. I was one of the displaced 2020 runners. So I pushed that off. I was like, I want the most normal experience as possible. So when I didn't know what, the, what was going to happen, so I was like, I pushed it out as far as I can. So Timing worked out though. So I'll, I'll see you in, in 2023. That's fantastic. Um, is your training going to be any different for Chicago than it was for your last couple of marathons? Yes, definitely. Um, I am a Galloway runner and worked with the Galloway for mileage and how to basically finished Boston just I needed to just finish but there's a part of me that really does kind of want to get faster and see what I can do so I've got some some new training plans in play and I'm kind of going back and forth to see what I want to do but um the next 24 weeks are pretty mapped out I'm hoping that I can get back in without too much creaks in the system while recovering from Boston <laughs> well doing Galloway really promotes recovery so yes. You, while you still do put a lot of strain on your body, you're not beating it up quite as much as if you were out pounding for 26 miles without any walking. Exactly. And that's what exactly. I love about the run walk. I love it. And I love the shirts that are like, if you're going to run with me, be prepared to walk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you have a goal for Chicago? I do. And I'm, you know what? I'm going to say it out loud because that was the other thing with Boston. Like I, I don't run with goals, like your traditional goals. I like to just have fun because running brings me joy. Um, and so I'm like, if I set a goal and I don't accomplish it, I'm going to be disappointed. Who wants that? So I didn't. And then I did. And then in Boston, like I had a goal and I didn't get it. And like, I didn't die. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, okay, so let's move on. Like it's, I still had a great finish line and so I'm like, all right, well, there's something to this. So I do have a goal. My goal for Chicago is sub 5.30, which is a big tall order, but I think I can do it. We'll see what happens. I've I think so too. Just, you know, five years ago or whatever, but back there, let's do it. What's your current marathon PR? It is 5.22. And I say that with an asterisk because it might be 5.24, but I think it's 5.22. Maybe Close enough. Better. So you know you're very things. capable of it. I'm totally capable. Like it can be done. So we'll just, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I believe in you and I can't wait to follow you um, to whether or not you do it. I want to follow your training, but I have such strong belief. Posting in ridiculous stuff all week long. So it'll be, it'll be a blast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we talked about you ran so many races this past year and you seem like someone who enjoys always training for something. How do you manage training to meet your goals that you've set while also enjoying 
the multi-day challenges at Disney and all of the events that come with that? It's, it, it's exhausting, but it's, you know, it's worth it. It's one of those things, like, when I go out to run Disney weekends, I'm like, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to be sore. You know, like, it's just, I go into those weekends knowing that I want to do as much as possible and, and just do it. You know, I'll sleep later. <laughs> yeah. That's why I also don't really plan on, like, trying to, like, hit major PRs or anything at these Disney races. Because I remember it's springtime surprise. We woke up on the day of the 10K, and it was just disgustingly humid. We wanted to hang out with our friends. And we're like, eh, let's just walk. And we had a blast. <laughs> well, I think that's nice you said that, because I see a lot of people on social media who are training for these huge goals at these Disney races, which I have done. And then... Either you're exhausted or something at the restaurant didn't agree with you or mm -hmm. it's 85% humidity, 90% humidity, and your race just sucks. Yeah. And then it ruins your weekend. Exactly. So and I... You know, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like my half marathon PR was the half at Dobie one year. Like who does that? But it was just one of those I woke up, I was like, I, I really need to rest for tomorrow. So I'm just going to run this as fast as I can. And, and hey, it worked. <laughs> so instead of running easy, you ran faster, but then you had longer to recover after. Oh, I like Yeah, that. I got to sit sooner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, normally I say, because Disney races are so expensive, I'm like, well, the longer it takes you, the more you get for your money. Yeah, your money's worth. Exactly. But exactly. in those multi-day challenges also run really fast so you can lay down. Yeah. 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 Rest is important. <laughs> So you've mentioned that, you know, these race weekends really are a lot of your work because mm -hmm. you, as a travel agent, you book and organize a lot of vacations and stays for people who are going to central Florida to run. How has it been for you and your business like pre-COVID and post-COVID? Because there have been a ton of changes in the run Disney system. Uh, do we have another hour and a half <laughs> to talk about all of the, um, so it's, it's funny. Um, I've been selling run disney since 2014 i want i think my first race that i sold was in 2014 and each year has been different than the year before um the last year of run disney bookings all ended in cancellation because of the the pandemic and um the program that travel agents used to book packages with race registration has not returned um I have some thoughts on how I feel like it should return if it does. Uh, luckily, I have the world's best clients, and I hate calling them clients because I feel like they're my friends, um, but I have the world's best community of runners, and they all knew just how devastating it was for my, you know, my little company and, and my family to take all of this work and then just have to cancel it. And so everybody has been just extraordinarily supportive. and you know, recommending us and sending people my way and, you know, if they cancel, which any people sometimes you have to cancel. Like that's not, that's normal. Something happens, something comes up, you have to cancel. But I always get these emails like, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm going to read. And I'm just like, don't even worry about it. Like it's good. You know, <laughs> like it happens, but I'm just really, really lucky to have the world's best people in my corner. Yeah, that's fantastic. Do you find that a lot of people are still coming to a travel agent for packages and theme park tickets and hotel reservations even though they can't get a bib through you anymore 
Yes, absolutely. Because even when, I mean, even when we did do race registrations, like it's, there's just something so much easier about like sending me an email than getting on the phone, hoping you get somebody that understands what they're talking about, you know, and it's just the way that I have it set up with our communication, it's just a piece of cake. And so especially once people realize like the price is exactly the same, and there's even a chance that we're going to, you know, we're going to be on the phone in the morning that promotions drop before you're out of bed. You know what I mean? And so you've got just a little bit of an edge up. And I always laugh with race weekends. I'm like, the chances of us being able to get a discount when they're released are slim to none, but we try. Um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's nice if you need to have a quick question or make a quick change, you, you have us. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. So I think it's worth it, but I'm also slightly biased. Well, I think it's worth it too. I, I have gone through a travel agent before. I don't as much anymore because I bought DVC and right. you can't, as far as I know, you cannot book DVC. That is true. If you're using points, you, there's nothing really that travel agent can do, but for all those times that you're like, Hey, I'm not going to use points this time. I'm a girl. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to go into this area because I feel like we could talk for hours about just like random Disney stuff, but what? Let me phrase this correctly. If you had to choose a resort non-DVC to stay at for a race weekend, what would you personally choose? Okay, so we can totally go by categories here, all right? For value, my favorite is pop for race weekends. Now, I will put an asterisk there because one of my secret, um, shameful secrets is I've never stayed at an all-star. I've just never made it over there. Um, nothing against it. It's just, I've always just been at pop or at animation. So I'd like to do it one day, especially those new family suites. Those are pretty awesome. Um, the pop will be my go-to for moderate or for value. For a moderate resort, my favorite is French Quarter. Well, oh, I have two. So French Quarter is my favorite because I love the beignets and I'm a little bit obsessed with Tiana. And so like, I just, the whole vibe. And then also it's a, it's the smallest of the moderates. And so even if you pay for like the portable room category, you're not far from anything. It, everything's right there. I love it. Um, I'm also very partial to the tower at Coronado because that is a, it's a deluxe feel for the moderate price point. And so I love staying over there. And then for the deluxe, I can go on three days. Really I think my very favorite out of all is, I have two. Again, I'm going to give you two. So contemporary is one of my very favorite because um, I love all the restaurants there and I like walking to Magic Kingdom. And so contemporary is my go-to. And then plus with some of the races, um, being in the monorail loop can help because they will run it for, I know for marathon, it's the half and the full they run it. Um, and then I know it's a DVC resort, but Old Key West is one of my favorite places in the world. <laughs> That's so, actually where I bought. Have I haven't there. stayed there yet. Um, we love it. I feel nervous about Old Key West for race weekends for the one reason of I don't typically rent a car and it is such a huge resort. So I worry about the busing situation. The busing situation would be a pain. I'll tell you that right now. It's big. And if you're not in the right spot, then you've got to take a bus to one area to get on another bus. So that makes a lot of sense. I also always drive. So I never really take that into consideration when I think about it. So... Well, as of now, I'm at Old Key West for Wine and Dine and Princess. So if you're there and I'm there, I know who I'm riding with in the morning. 
<laughs> exactly. I'm excited for wine and dine this year. We've got a we got a tree house over in because it's one of my daughter's birthdays, and so we're like, yeah, let's just do a bit. So we have a tree house for that weekend. I'm pretty excited. Oh, that will be really exciting. Yeah. So that kind of brings me into my last question I had about Run Disney is what Run Disney events are you planning to run next year? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> okay, so all right. So, it's a business expense. It is. It's a write-off, right? It's a write-off. Um, I'm coming out to Wine and Dine. Um, I'm excited about that because I'm perfect, but this will be my last year to be perfect because, like I said, in 2023, I'll be running New York. So I'm coming out for Wine and Dine, which will be great. Obviously, I'm in for Marathon. Princess? I don't know. I got an asterisk there. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing Princess or not. Um, and then whatever they're doing for springtime, I'm going to be in for that. I love, I love the whole theme of the surprise and not knowing. So I'm, I know I'll be there for that. And then I've got Castaway Challenge as well, which will be really cool. Princess is, is, is jury out. I may not be there for Princess this year. I've got a race the weekend before in Bermuda. And this last year, it was kind of a struggle doing both. So I'm like, I haven't decided yet, although I need to decide soon because registration is coming up. Oh. Yeah, I'll actually be at Disney for registration, for general registration, and I'm very nervous about the Wi-Fi there messing yeah, up. Yeah, it's it's nerve-wracking. I was in a I was in the airport on my way home from Boston during the marathon registration and that was that was a debacle, but uh. <laughs> I was watching that on Instagram and I was just really happy that the day before my friend and I decided we weren't doing marathon weekend. <laughs> Because I think it's one thing if you work at home and it's easy to just pop on and register. But for people who have like jobs with schedules and meetings who either took days off and or reschedule the meeting and then the registration crashes, like that's really frustrating. Yeah, I think all of the complaints for the registration for Marathon are completely valid. So that was a mess. That was a mess. That was a mess. And I'm hoping Princess is better. Um, I bet you they'll double check their code. So we should be okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, if I'm at Disney and something goes wrong, I'm just going to figure out where their office is and go and just knock on the door. Excuse me. I need to sign up. You mentioned that you were going to Bermuda after yes. or right before Princess Weekend. And that sounds like it's for the Zuma series. How did you become involved with the Zuma races? That's actually a really fun story. I um, went and ran in January of 2020. I ran a 5K at SeaWorld. It was their rescue run. It was a really cute little 5K. We went and raised money for their rescue organizations. And I mean, it it was a really cute little race. And I ended up sparking up a conversation with this random girl because like, she was helping me with my bib because they had, you know, contacted me before the race and like, they didn't really know what I was doing. And so we just kind of started chatting. Well, afterwards I saw her again and I was like, Oh, Hey, thanks for your help again. And we start talking and, um, she was like, Oh, what do you do? And I was like, I mentioned that I own a travel agency and we do a lot of run Disney. And you know, that's how I had kind of gotten hooked up with SeaWorld and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she her eyebrows. She goes, really? I used to work for Run Disney. And then we started talking and she tells me that she owns this women's race series. And it started off with she had a race in Bermuda and wouldn't have loved a travel agent's help. And so it was like, oh yeah, let's connect. You know, this is, this would be awesome. Well, then we all know what happened a few, year, few weeks later, the entire world ended 
Um, but we stayed in touch and we kind of touched base with you back and forth. And um, over that time, over the, the course of the pandemic, she managed to acquire a couple of more companies of running related things. Like she has Skirt Sports now, which is like my favorite apparel and Momentum Jewelry, which I already was a huge fan of. And, you know, just all of these little things were starting to piece together. And there was this one day where I sent her this email and I'm like, hey, you're pretty much my idol and you're doing all of the things that I want to do. So I would love a chance to just like be you uh, and do whatever you need. And she was like, all right, <laughs> that's where, you know, it, it's been great. We, we work together and she's, she's taught me so much and I get the opportunity to work with these races and it's, it's really fun and I'm really grateful and I'm really excited about Zuma being back. Of course, uh, when I started working, we did, we, we managed to do Cape Cod last September it was a much smaller race and, a, you know, definitely a different experience, but with the current state of things, we had to cancel Texas and Amelia Island. Um, then we had a successful Bermuda, and now we're set for, for this fall to have everything come back. So it's going to be really fun. I'm excited. So you help with the travel agency side of it. Did I see that you helped race direct in Bermuda? Yes, I did. I, I, I joked. I channeled my inner Carissa Galloway with the, I was even at the finish line, and I was, you know, cheering on runners. Um, but, but I did. I helped a lot with the race organization and operations, and it's been really fun to learn that side of things. You know, like I remember we were out there on, uh, we have a, a one mile lighthouse run right before I, or it, maybe it was a 5K, was it? I can't even remember now, but we had our first run, which was the lighthouse run. And I'm literally like holding up the big inflatable, you know, finish line thing. And I'm, I see runners and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> And so getting to experience, you know, the, that side of things and, and getting started, you know, there's just so much work that goes in, but it's so much fun and it is so rewarding. Like, especially being at the finish line of, in Bermuda and getting to hand out medals and seeing everybody cross. Like, it is just, it's so great. It's the best. I love how you, like, not only struck up that opportunity by just talking to someone at a race and being nice to someone who helped you, but also kind of manifested it, too. Like, I want to be you. Like, sometimes it's weird to think, like, I want to be that person, but we all have those moments. For sure. And you, you did that, and look where it got you. You're, you seem like you're having it's so like much I'm living fun my dream. It. it really is. It is like I'm living my dream. So I, got, I have no regrets. It's so much fun. That is so awesome. Did, so when you started to run, did you ever think it would become so intertwined in your yes. personal and career life? not even a little bit. It's funny. Actually, I started running, um, when I was trying to get pregnant, I was going through infertility and like, I was super frustrated and like life sucks. And for any woman that's ever been through that, they, they know, even women that haven't, like you get it. It's the worst. And I signed up for a half marathon because I told myself, like, I wanted to show my body that it can do whatever I put its mind to, you know, that type of thing. And, um, it's funny. My first race was wine and dine. 2013. That was my, my first half marathon. And then wine and dine in 2014 was my due date for my first. And then I missed wine and dine in 2015 because I was due with my second. <laughs> and so that's always the big joke. And um, those were the last two night races of wine and dine too, that I didn't have to run because I hate nights. So it, it worked out. Um, but what was funny is I was pregnant with my first and we were at Disney. 
and I was working um, for a law firm at the time and I just, it wasn't what I was passionate about. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, you know, I thought that quote that was like, you know, find the things you love and you'll never work a day in your life, you know, whatever, which is a total lie. You you do the things that you love and you just never stop working. But <laughs> but I thought about it and I was like, what, is, what do I want to do? Like, what, is, what would my ideal day be? And I'm just like, you know, I want to run all around Disney races and go to Disney World. So how can I make that my job? And I figured it out. So how long ago did you start Park and Preston? So I started in the industry in 20, I think technically it was 2013 when I started, but my first race that I sold was in 2014. Um, and so gosh, it's really been almost eight or nine years now. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. I need to make it you a, a crown that says queen of <laughs> manifesting because you just have this power of like going for what you want and making it happen. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta just do the things you want to do. Just do it. And if it doesn't work out, then fake it. You fake it, so you make it, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> How do you manage, like, working so much and running so much and going to Disney and traveling so often? How does that work? It's kind of the same, you know, my, my answer for that is the same as the answer with my agency. Like, I'm just really lucky to have an incredibly supportive community. And by community, I also mean my husband. Um, <laughs> like it's, it, he has been unwaveringly supportive from day one. Um, I had, I was actually, when I was pregnant with my second, I got laid off and I mean, I was visibly pregnant. Like this wasn't like a, you know, I was, I was pregnant and I thought to myself like, okay, so do I just try really hard to find another job that I don't want to work at, you know, this and this, or, I, or should we just go for this whole travel agency thing? And he was like, do it. And so I just, we went head on and then we struggled and I made the world's biggest mistakes. Like I could, I could talk for another hour about all of the things that I did wrong in the beginning, but he's always been fully a hundred percent supportive. And now that the kids are older and the agency's survived the pandemic like he's starting to get to reap some of those benefits and get to come with me to these races and he is not a runner by any stretch of the imagination um but he jokes that his instagram thinks that he is because, <laughs> because he follows all of you know the same people and he's like he knows everyone but that he is not a runner but it's pretty funny um but i'm really lucky that if i you know call him and i'm like oh hey i've got, got to go to orlando for the night he's like all right see you later you know like he gets it um, and then my parents are here in Florida too now. And so it's kind of nice that if I want him to come with me they're, you know, they're usually willing to watch the girls and, and we're able to make it work. That's awesome. And now I see that sometimes your girls will run with you. Did, was that something that you asked them to do or did they come to you on their own saying they wanted to participate? So a little bit of both. I try really hard not to be like, come run, come run, come run. Cause I feel like if I like push them into it, they're going to hate it and then never want to do it. So it's always, I always offer and we always talk about it and you know, they're starting to get more interested in it. My daughter, Evelyn, the older one, she ran the 5k with me at Wine and Dine last year. Um, and my, my littler one hasn't really been into it really. And so I haven't been pushing it, but she had some pretty serious FOMO when we were there for, for Evelyn's birthday, uh, 5k. And so she wanted to do it. So I'm like, okay, 
and they're both signed up for for this year so we'll have to wait and see how that goes that's fun are both of them together or different races so they're both together we're going to be running the 5k together which is evelyn's actual birthday uh so she will be turning eight oh my goodness she'll be turning eight years old that's crazy uh but we've got our costumes planned out and i can just tell you right now they're going to be epic but it's you (laughs) always have great costumes fun we have fun with it like oh what was it spring surprise weren't you beverly (laughs) yes i hate beverly but i loved your costume nothing i'm the only one that i know that loves beverly but what was really funny about that costume are the amount of people that were like oh, my name's beverly too and i'm like excuse me do we not understand this like have you been here before <laughs> so that was one of my favorite costumes i've got to give mad props to uh katie and spencer from run the impossible i texted and i was like can you make me beverly and then that's what they put together so i loved it i loved it They've put together some great costumes for you. And after they did, oh, it was someone from the Descendants for you. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Uma. Yeah, they did Uma for you. Yeah. And I, right after Wine and Dine, messaged them because I wanted Xenon Car for Princess yeah. Weekend. And they awesome. put together such fantastic costumes. They are so talented. They are. They're the best. They are. Fantastic. Okay, so... I'm going to start winding it down with some end of podcast questions. That Let's last kind of comment kind of led into one of them. Do you have a favorite run Disney-esque like shop or creator? Oh, goodness. I would definitely say when it comes to costumes, I go for Run the Impossible for Katie and Spencer. Um, they're just they're some of my favorite people in the world, and they've always put together really good designs. Um, and then I've got – they're I mean, now that I'm thinking about it with the bracelets and, and the, you know, just like general running gear, like it's, of course, the inspiring run co with the stuff that they put together and with all my soul and the bracelets, like I just, I love it all. We have so many great, talented people in this. Yeah, and then in seconds, that second storm I get into with her bracelets. Like, it's it's funny. I feel like I'm always, like, loading up my arms with... <laughs> There's not enough day. room. There's not. There's and not. then you add a magic band onto that if you're still <laughs> into that. And it just... I would have bracelets up to my elbows. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Fantastic. What's your favorite... Disney food or drink after a run Disney event? Mm, the cheese. I knew you were going to say the cheese. So the cheese, yes, the cheese. that's the best part of the boxes. It how is. About, how about like after you're done and you're either back at the resort or at a park? So I really liked it when we were there for Princess. Was it Princess we were at Port Orleans? We were. So, well, Marathon, I was in French Quarter and the beignets like that's just you can't think of a better a better way to go and do beignets um and i don't know like i'm I'm also i'm a big dual whip like it's just like your classic you know celebration stuff i don't get too funky with it it doesn't have to be fancy it just has to be disney and delicious yeah mickey shaped that's mickey shaped that's always good so yes (laughs) if you could if you could only participate in one race for the rest of your life which race would you pick? Dopey. Oh, that's, 
And I almost put the caveat, like Dopey counts as four races, but no, I will, I will let that count because you do so many of them. Like, yeah. Like well, and if I, you if it had your to be like, child. If it had to be like one out of Dopey, it would be the whole marathon. Like there's just something really special about that whole weekend and the challenge and the distance and um, as much as it is awful running a marathon, that's my favorite distance. Uh, it goes back to my favorite quote ever that marathons aren't fun. Marathons were fun. And so <laughs> like during them, you're like, why do I exist? Why am I doing this? This is terrible. But then like 24 hours later, you're like, oh man, that was such a blast. It's type two fun, fun after yeah. it's done. And yes. it's the, not the easiest, but the most fun way to do all four parks in a day. There you go. We hit them all. So have you ever gotten to ride Everest during your marathon? I haven't. And what's funny is we were very close to getting on it in 2020. I was running with my friend Danny and we like got up to where it was and we were like, should we do it? Because it was the year that it was like so hot and miserable. We were like, oh, it would be really nice to sit down for a little bit. Like, should we? And then we ultimately decided, like, no, let's just keep going. And I'm actually super glad that we didn't because we would have probably ended up with the cut course if we hadn't, because it was when the way we had timed it, we were coming out of Blizzard Beach and there was no one going in. We're like, did we see balloons? Like what's happening? And then later we found out what it was, but if we would have stopped, we definitely would have gotten cut. So we were, we were glad that we didn't. One of these days I will go. One day, one day. <laughs> one day. Um, this one's tailored to you, um, which I think is correct by me following you on Instagram. What was your favorite 90s boy band and why was it NSYNC? Uh, if you ask me, there was only one 90s boy band and that is NSYNC. There are no others. <laughs> love it. You know, love man, it. That's one of those I just, like, I was obsessed as a kid and then it just went, I, I can't, I can't. And even with the whole, like, TikTok with the NSYNC and Backstreet Boys together, it's still just, like, makes me uncomfortable i'm like don't you realize this is a rivalry boys like come on <laughs> now i have a follow-up for that yeah. i do not like justin timberlake because i'm oh, pretty yeah. sure he's the reason why they have not reunited what are you no i am not i am not a timberlake fan uh even back in the day i'm J i'm jc all the way jc he was my boy and i love I love all the other guys too. Like I still, every time I met a run Disney race, I still look for Joey, even though I know he's probably not there. Like I'm always looking for him. <laughs> I was a Lance girl. I had the Lance striped beanie baby. He was. He was in a. It. I follow him on TikTok now. He's good. He's good. My Lance beanie baby is like my like Diana, Princess Diana beanie baby. And it's in a, like one of those glass containers. I'm going to show you. I've got my Princess Diana Beanie Baby right here at my oh, desk. Very nice. I love it. I love it. Wonderful. Okay, last question. What is yes. something that's bringing you joy right now? Oh my goodness. Honestly, it is the, just the after effects of Boston. Um, I am, I still sit back and am amazed at the amount of love and support that I got from, I mean, people that I, I love and support as well, but just this entire community came back to lift us up during that. And while the experience in Boston isn't necessarily the race that I had envisioned, I don't think I've ever learned as much as I have in a race and then ever felt as loved as I do when it ended. 
Like it's, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. So I'm still riding that high and I probably will be for some time now. So <laughs> I, I don't blame you. That is such a great accomplishment. Um, and I can see that bringing joy for a long time and hopefully it keeps away the post-race blues um, yes. that we know can happen. So, but you I can't have post-race blues because you're training for the next thing already. I know. I'm like, and Chicago's right around the corner. So, and I got my big goals there. And I'm like, all right, now I know what not to do during a race. So, we're good. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. I appreciate your time. And I'm sure everyone will love learning more about you, whether they follow you already or not. Uh, before we go, where can people find you? I pretty much live on Instagram. So, I mean, I've got all the other stuff, but I never, I'm never on it. I live on Instagram. So Instagram would be the best place. And my, it's Sarah runs away with the, the doc. How do you even say that? Do I like Sarah dot? I don't know. Sarah, yeah, runs, Sarah away. Dot runs dot away. I will link Sarah it in dot. the show notes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and if people need help booking their next Disney trip, run Disney or not, um, do you have a separate Instagram for your travel agency? <laughs> Park and Preston does have a separate Instagram account, but it's not the place to go. Just send me a message. And then honestly, there is a link in my bio to all the Run Disney forms. So we have them all set up throughout the end of the year where you can just fill it out. Let us know that gets it to either me or to one of my agents that can help. And I mean, everybody that works with us is just handpicked and phenomenal. So it's, it's a great team. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on to the premiere episode of the Run Magical Miles podcast. I had such a great time recording this conversation and getting to know more about Sarah. If you want to give her a follow, you can find her on Instagram at sarah.runs.away. While you're at it, make sure to go follow me on Instagram at runmagicalmiles. If you like today's podcast, make sure to subscribe so episodes load to the podcast app of your choice as soon as they're released. That's it for now. Talk to you real soon.